we are giving all the listeners 10% off all eClean Bro orders forever. Type in Chica's Project 10 at checkout and receive 10% off. Hey, honorary Chicas, it's your girl Abigail Amengual coming at you real, unfiltered, and raw. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see. Why are you teasing me? Like, no, what? I, whoa. <laughs> what, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. I've never seen so many penises in my life. And just because I met you today doesn't mean that two days later I'm going to say, hey, everyone, forget you. Karma's a bitch. Mm. This is the Chica's Project Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Chica's Project Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Amengual. And today is the grand finale of season three. I'm so excited. We've had so many amazing guests. And we are going to finish with a bang with the Jersey King himself, Jamie Giovinazzo from Eat Clean Bro. Yes, welcome, yes, welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so glad I finally got here. Yes. And I'm so pumped to be the season finale. I'm ready to perform. Yes, I just, I needed, I needed a good bang and I knew you were the yeah, guy for the job. The I, we've been talking for uh, a couple months now, but you know, I, I was just telling you before we started that, you know, if you know Jersey and if you're from Jersey, you know three things. You know, you know, pork roll, egg and cheese, the Jersey Shore, and you know, eat clean, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. Uh, like, I don't know if you realize this, but you are one of the first meal prep companies in the country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Meal prep started in 2007 in Sweden and then it came over to the United States in 2012 and you launched mm. right at the top of 2013. So you're one of the first ever. Yeah, I mean. How does that feel? Feels like Google needs to show some respect and recognize me because I've been doing this since 2005, Sweden, wherever Stefan comes from. I don't know if you follow me with Stefan and my hater from, was it Switzerland or where is Probably. It's an inside joke if people follow me on my page. Stefan called me fat on an Instagram ad I was running. And oh, I, I saw that. And I decided to lose weight, which is fine. Sometimes you need people hit you with the harsh but truth. can i say because i'm someone who struggle has i'm struggling with my weight i'm on my weight yeah. loss journey right now and i'm uh-huh. my my job is on tv and media so i get you know criticized for it i thought it was so refreshing to see you be so open about it yeah because you're a meal prep and your food is healthy mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. to help people either not necessarily lose weight but it's a healthier lifestyle yeah so regardless if you're losing weight or you just want to eat healthy and maintain your weight i thought that was so refreshing because my my I got I have PTSD from like going to the GNC stores and mm-hmm. all those got big guys and asking yeah. and here you are with owning the most successful meal prep company in the tri-state area if Thank not you. in the country and you're like yeah i got called fat and what the hell and you were so open about yeah. it and i was like you know what that made me feel good <laughs> oh thank you yeah you me, know, not that, didn't make me feel good that they called you fat but <clears throat> that you were just going through it whatever all of us go through i yeah you know what like i am I guess like, you know, to some degree people maybe kiss my ass sometimes, but I always respect when people like just hit me in the face. Um, so I didn't know that that was, that was like a positive thing that was happening. I was just kind of like, all right, you know, I've been, (laughs) I've been eating too much. I haven't been exercising enough. It's caught up with me, like time to get back on the horse, time to face reality and um and i've done this before like i said i've been doing this since 2005 i didn't know that meal i didn't know the history 
I did not know the history of the meal prep industry, but um, back back in 2005, it was like to get meal prep or to get healthy food, everybody had a guy. So back in 2005, on, on accident, I started cooking for my friends and I just turned into like everybody's guy. Like they just hit Jamie, you know, like, oh, I need meals, hit Jamie. And, um, and that's how, that's kind of how like this all happened. It was all on accident. Um, but it was just really something I love doing. I love cooking. I was, I was a gym rat in 2005. I was a personal trainer. I thought I wanted to be a pro bodybuilder mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that's, that's just kind of how things unfolded. I mean, I loved helping people. I love cooking for people. I, I love like, I love knowing, um, every single thing I was cooking, like I was behind all of it. And it was just, you know, my integrity. I knew it was something I was proud of. I can't be bought. I've walked away from, I had a, I had a really nice, like lucrative, um, deal lined up for, uh, it didn't, the deal really didn't make sense, but it was, it was going to bring me in like a half a million dollars a year to do nothing. And I didn't like the ingredients. So I turned it down. Sometimes the money's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I never saw myself. There was a bunch of things about the deal that didn't make sense, but I guess all the shelves at the grocery store, everything was like lined up for me to do it. Mario Batali got canceled and like, I was going to step into his spot. But the ingredients weren't clean and I couldn't get behind it. No, especially after you've been now in this game. I mean, officially since you launched Eat Clean 2013. That was my, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. So you kind of answered my first question and how it started. So I guess my my follow-up question is, where was the transition where, oh, I'm just doing this for my friends and stuff to, oh, here, let me launch Eat Clean Bro into a national. Yeah, 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 we're getting there. We're getting there. We're almost there. Uh, I always wanted to do it, but I had a, my, one of my best friends at the time was my partner mm-hmm. and it was just, um, you really probably shouldn't get into business with friends and family. Mm-hmm. So like me and him would always argue or whatever. And in my younger years, it, it would just fail all the time. So the, the, the big change for me was, um, <clears throat> I had hit I had hit rock bottom with uh, Hurricane Sandy. You know, my family, my mom, my grandma, my uncle were devastated by Hurricane Sandy. Where I grew up was, uh, uh, it's gone. It's like a fat, flat piece of land. The where, whole street. Where was that? It's called Lawrence Harbor. It's in Old Bridge. Yep. Um, my street is gone. So all the houses that were there, my my uncles, my mom, um, it was the house that my, my grandmother and my grandfather got after World War II. So like mm-hmm. my whole family grew up on that street. Um, and uh, obviously the street was very meaningful to me and my family and like, you know, and that and Hurricane Sandy wiped that off the map. And when I was in like a, I couldn't, I was 26. I was living at my buddy's house. I was like a loser and I, I couldn't financially help my family and I just, I, I was, I was so down. I was so sad. I was so depressed and like, I felt so horrible about myself that I couldn't help my family in a time where they really needed me. And I was just like dwelling in like this anger. Like I had come up short so many times. I was like this failure. I couldn't make it happen. So I went looking for a real job and 
actually on the way here, I passed one of the buildings where I thought I was going to get this job. I ended up not getting the job. And then eventually I was just like, screw it. Like I got to get this bartender failed business owner off my resume. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. So I thought like, I got to start, I got to start at the bottom. Yeah. So I was like 26. I was just trying to get like these entry level jobs and the worst sting ever was like the Best Buy. So like I was trying to get a job on the floor at Best Buy was like willing to take whatever they were willing to pay. I explained to myself in the job interview where I was at in life and that like, I'm really just trying to get failed business owner bartender off my resume. You know, I'm trying to just start at the bottom and like, whatever. Didn't get the job after like three interviews. I was just like, I remember just like uh, fucking crying, you know, like fuck. Like I felt myself, I felt like life getting like, like you get to a point at one point in your age where like you're young, it's fine. You're young, it's fine. And then it's almost like as a man, once you like, once you hit like 25, you start turning 26 and it's like every day, just like you're like tick tock, tick tock. And you're like, Oh my God. Like now, now it's like, dude, it's, it's time to get serious. You know, that's what happened when I was, when I was 25, I started feeling like that. The pressure's on like, who am I going to marry? Who am I dating? People are looking at me. Um, yeah. So the pressure was really on. I had given up on the idea of cooking because like I, I failed so many times I had no money and I was living at my buddy's house and they were snowbirds. So I felt like I only had a certain amount of time to be able to get on my feet, pay for my own place to live. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I was, uh, I was ready to do anything and, uh, except strip or doing OnlyFans. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. So I know things got really bad for me, but I never took my clothes off for money. Okay. Just, so. just, admit, just to <laughs> clear out the rumors guys, <laughs> <laughs> which, Hey, you know what? If that's what you're willing to do, God bless I mean, you. You, should, you could do it for charity. Now I know you do charity. No, what you can get naked for charity. <laughs> no, 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 oh. not like naked. I know you're married, but I'm saying if you guys oh. wanted to do it, like a, put on a strip show for charity. I think oh that'd my be fun God, that's super with fun. all your employees. Oh geez. Yeah. Lawsuit city. <laughs> Christ. That will, Oh my God. <laughs> Just up to, it's up to your boxers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. That would be the end of my life. But, uh, uh so Essentially, I had quit. I was in search for a new, I was in search for a quote unquote real job. My back was up against the wall. And uh, I'm a real big fan of New Year's resolutions. And the reason why is because in 2012, going into 2013, I had, I had been so hard on myself. I had been so depressed. I had beaten myself up to a point of just agony, mental agony, like I couldn't lift my head. I, I skipped Christmas that year. I couldn't even show my face around my family. Like I wanted to die and, uh, I really wanted to die. And I was like, dude, like I had this like come to God moment where it's like, dude, you are not like there. The milk is spilt. Like get, like get over it. Like you came up short a bunch of times, but like you can't fix anything in this state of mind, like mm. in this beaten state of mind, you can't do anything. You are, you are so defeated. You you're, you're fucked. Like get out of this mentality. You're, you're literally, uh, you're crushed. You're, you're beaten. You're, you're all these things that like can't win. And I, and I decided like, and I, and I know this sounds so corny, but like, I was like, yo, 20, 2013 is going to be my year. And I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I really had no idea, 
but I was like, I'm never going to be broke again. I'm never going to be poor. I'm never going to be this sad. Like it it's over. Like I am not going to let this happen. Like whatever it is, I will do anything. I will fucking die before I ever let myself feel this way again. And, um, that was the promise I made to myself. Like, I'll never feel this worthless again. I'll never like be this down. And I was like a pressure cooker ready to explode. And that was all good. But I, it was, it was like January 1st. I had no idea what the hell I was going to do. So I'm like showing up to work. I'm working. I'm in this mindset. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. Click, 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 like TikTok, TikTok, like clocks going. And, uh, January 13th, 2013, I'm just sitting, um, in Paul's house, looking at the wall, like, all right, what am I going to do? And my phone rang and it was my buddy, Matt, who I started cooking for in 2005. And he called and he asked if I was still cooking Mm -hmm. and I was thinking, shit, bartending Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I got those other four days. So I did like the old school mute over the the speaker and I screamed to Paul in the next room, yo, Paul, uh, you think your parents care if I cook at their house? And he's like, nah, man. So I was like, yeah, Matt, like, of course I'm still cooking. Like, what would you like? And I started cooking for him and some of his buddies at the office. And I went down my phone and I'd built a, I'd built a little book of business over the years. Cause I, I was doing this for so long. Yeah. And, um, I had the sun to my back being that it's January and I'm selling health food. And, uh, yeah, I sold like 82 meals that week. I took whatever money I had from bartending and I went to shop right in the farmer's market and freehold and I started cooking. And then, uh, <clears throat> I just kept putting the money back in and begging and borrowing. And one of my real lucky breaks was getting to Nona's. And what happened was every time like I would, I would work at these restaurants, the owners would see that I kind of had something. They would try to weasel their way in kind of like they were trying to like pirate me for equity or my company. So like I was like moving around a lot. And then I was at this place in old bridge. It's not there anymore, but the, the owner came in on a Tuesday. I had like Tuesday was like the day I cleaned everything. And she's like, yeah, Jamie, I'm not renewing the lease. So you know, you just got to get out of here by Friday. And I'm thinking, damn, like I had been like five, six months into the grind at that point. And, uh, I was thinking, shit, I wasted, uh, I wasted another like five, six months killing myself trying to make all this food. I threw out a, a hail Mary to my buddy, Joe Mosco over at Nona's. And, uh, I was like, Hey Joe, I got this like catering company. I'm cooking food for bodybuilders. Uh, it's just me. Like, can you think I could like, you know, use your kitchen in the morning and like, I'll throw you 500 bucks. And he's like, yeah, man, like come by. And Joe was just like trying to help me out. And like one of the most vulnerable times in my life where so many people had swung the sword at me, uh, he just let me in and there was no like negotiation. There was no like bullshit. Um, and that's where he, uh, you know, known as was really the, the incubator where E clean bro got to come to life. He, you know, I was using like a lot of his staff. I was using his equipment. I was using all the things that are like major, Mm. like major obstacles for somebody with no money to start a company like this. Yeah. 
So like, it's a major advantage to me now. And that's what keeps me in the lead. It's what keeps me innovative is mm -hmm. because I'm not answering to anyone. I still own a hundred percent of my company and I've been self-funded since day one. Yeah. So they, they, uh, they definitely, they came in big, but yeah, Nona's was when E clean bro was in a, a safe haven where I could start an Instagram, where I could post about what I was doing, where I could even talk about what I was doing. Like up until that point, it was just like super close friends and family that, uh, that I've been cooking for over the years. And, and once I had that <clears throat> home base and that safety, it was, uh, it was great. And then it started to become a lot of fun. Whereas before that I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sleeping. I'm like waking up with my clothes on with all the lights on. It was like crazy. It was a crazy time. So where did the name come from? <clears throat> my dad, uh, I didn't know what to call it. Mm -hmm. So like I've been boys with Mike to situation for since before he was on the show and he was working on a spinoff show with his family and it was, um, the one that aired because I saw that one. I think it aired. The tanning one, the opening. Of yeah, tanning. yeah, I yeah. It. But it was on like um, I don't, I forget what station it was on. Bravo, no. No, it wasn't Bravo. It wasn't a major network. It was like a um. Oxygen. I feel like it was. One it of was those. like maybe Oxygen, maybe, but um. Yeah, it wasn't on MTV or anything. I remember. Yeah. So yeah, they they got the show and they wanted to make me like a part of the show, and um, so my dad was like, "Look, man, you got a you know LLC insurance, yada yada, all like the legitness." Before yeah. I was just a bro cooking for his friends. When I fully became legit, we had to come up with a name. I had no idea what I wanted to call it. I was actually scared to call it anything because I had failed so many times. Mm -hmm. I was just like, kind of like, uh, man, this thing could, you know. Could ruin me. Maybe. Uh, not like, I don't know. But I, I didn't know what to call it. So he's like, why don't you call it E-Clean Bro? It's all you say. And I thought, all right. Very um, Jersey. I wasn't even thinking like. Jersey yet I was thinking like it's easy to remember it's easy to spell because it's a domain name mm -hmm. so like nobody's going to remember our last name oh yeah right yeah it's big a horrible domain name because you're going to misspell it they're going to go somewhere else so I was like oh eat clean bro I'm like anyone can spell that so I was thinking how, how do you like because it's also very bold that was the logo that was like Wait, like, like the, the name is bold or are you talking like, about the like logo? When I first saw it on the billboard back 10, yeah. 10 years ago, I was going to Brook. I, go, I went to Brookdale and Croft, but sometimes I had to go to the Freehold campus. Uh -huh. And that's the first time I heard of it. Yeah. And at first I thought it was just telling me to clean. <laughs> yeah, but some, I read some, it good, like, <laughs> some good Samaritans spending. You, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, public service <laughs> announcement. I'm a good Samaritan. <laughs> Eat clean, bro. Do you know the guy on TikTok that has long blonde hair and he's like, go to that fucking gym. You need to oh. Yeah. So I yeah. imagine someone like him just yelling, eat clean, bro. Yeah. And that's how I would always read it. And I just think it's perfect. Cause it's like <laughs> telling you, hey, eat clean. <laughs> You're not the first person to be like, oh, I just thought it like there's so like in Atlanta, like I expanded into Atlanta and like all the people would be like, oh, I just thought it was like a public service announcement. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Funded by the government. Like, I mean, well, probably wouldn't be the worst thing the government could but spend money on. But it made me Google it. Oh, yeah, that was the point. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, wait, why? Because I would yeah. see it every day. Like, you were the billboard King. champ. Yeah. 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 I took it over. Yeah, for a while. Like, no, but that billboard, has I've never seen it go down. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's some that are still up. I don't know if I'm paying for any of them anymore. But that <laughs> that's one of the, the bright sides. Like, if nobody buys it, they leave it up. So oh, I had, I had like, a board in Atlanta by the airport floating around for, for years that uh, 
it was like a, like a rural board, but it was yeah. massive. It was like a beautiful impression. It was a great board. Um, it, it all really comes down to like whatever uh, inventory is available. So yeah, I've gotten lucky a couple times. I've gotten lucky with some things. I love, I love that. And it was, it was literally, it's, uh, I'm sure it's still up there. It's white and it just has uh-huh. eat clean bro and blue. Yeah. And it's just so, I see, so I know a lot of people marketing. I know there's a lot of marketing firms. I, just a few weeks ago, I was in a meeting with a marketing firm trying to get, you know, more traffic, more to my brand, my website, my podcast. And they were talking to me at SEOs and, you know, all this online marketing and you just blew up on Traditional, yeah, traditional billboard. Yeah. I blew up on a lot of things, but like, so like I was telling my director of marketing today, like you have there, there's, there's all supporting evidence. You need eight to twelve touch points to drive a conversion, but what you really need is an authentic connection. Mm-hmm. You need touch points and authentic connection. Without the authentic connection, without the authentic word of mouth, like there will be all types of contradictions you hear in marketing. There's nothing that beats word of mouth. That is absolutely true, right? You want people talking about your food. It's good. Oh, this guy came in. Like you want people, you want your word of mouth marketing to support whatever digital ads you're paying, whatever community stuff you're doing. But mostly like... Unless you're Taylor Swift, and I always use her name because, like, (laughs) Taylor Swift is such a unit, right? She could literally just pull the microphone out, fart on it, and make people listen to her fart so many times that you'll never forget the sound of her fart, right? (laughs) Yeah. But think about how much money her, whatever's behind her, can just push that noise into your ear Mm -hmm. or into your face. Mm -hmm. But, like, you're not that unit yet. So for me and what I did with like bootstrapping pretty much a household name brand, which like comp it's cost companies tremendous amounts of money to do what I did. You have to understand like your audience and, and it has to be authentic. You can't just, and that's where the work is needed. You know, a, a lot of the times me and Kayla, like, I think it was 2000 your wife. Yeah. 2014 or 15. I was pulling Kayla out. We did a charity event. I was trying to do a hundred in one year where me and her were doing something every year. Can't remember if it was 2015 or 16, but I campaigned like a politician running for president in New Jersey. I mean, I went to so much shit my face shaking hands donating food um i did i did a lot of the work you know and and that resonated with people and then they see my ad and then they purchase like oh i saw that guy he was at this place doing this mm-hmm. and then purchased the ad so like had i just been some guy who wasn't doing the real authentic work pushing ads probably wouldn't have been as successful if you really want to succeed and you're a small business like a big like campbell soup probably would need to hire a street team of a million to do what I'm talking about. But for someone like us, you need to like, you really need to get in front of people and, you know, and, and the charity route was just something that was true to who I am. And so the authentic, like sometimes like money and, and spending money on things is not always the answer. Sometimes you can make a bigger impact 
by just meeting people, talking to them, resonating with them, and then obviously hitting them with a targeted ad. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but like you have to, you do have to do the work. Like nobody's going to be able to get your podcast off the ground other than you. Mm-hmm. Like you can't buy it. That's no. what I'm trying to say. Like no, you, you have to be the, you have to be the force behind it that, that moves it. And that's what I tell a lot of the, um, I try to mentor as many people as I can, but like ultimately, like I'll just do a perfect example. My friend Cassandra over at Nourish by Nature, she is magical. She's a magical person. Um, great charisma. Her juice is off the chart and she has like two kids and like she was having staffing issues, which like that was a big, um, it was a big issue that yeah. everyone was dealing with. And she was like, you know, I don't know what to do. Should I advertise? Should I do? And I go, Cassandra, get into that fucking store, start smiling and rubbing elbows again. Yeah. You're rubbing elbows with your staff, rubbing elbows with your employees. I mean, your you know, your employees and your customers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't spend a fucking dollar. Spend that money to like hire staff or pay your staff a little bit more, but just get back on the front lines and start doing the work. And then, you know, obviously uptick in business. I think like, that's what most people go wrong, which I think I agree with you. They Once they get to the top, they feel like they don't have to work the groundwork or be on the floor. And I think that's that's you should stay there because now you know where, where everything's going on. Like if something happened this morning with, I don't know, one of the meals mm-hmm. with one of your customers, it's I'm making this up. Yeah. But you know about it because you're still in the front yeah. line. I, I'm at, well, you know, I'm at least in my office five day, four or five days a week. I'm not mm-hmm. there every day like I used to, but there's, you know, I'm there, I'm there a good amount. I'm always, I'm always spot checking. And, uh, but you know, like I told, uh, like my buddy, he's got a real big business. They do really well. And he was upset. Like some of his employees were coming in late and they messed up a, a job. And I, and I go, Hey man, even like, even a Lamborghini needs to get tuned once in a while. So like, yeah, if you have, um, you could have the greatest car in the world that has to get tuned. So like the owner or the, you know, the operator, the whoever it is, you got to go and, and tune and tune it. You got to be there. You got to check. I spot check shit all the time. Like I spot check my food all the time. I'm always spot checking my food. I'm always checking the pulse. I'm checking the temperatures. How you doing? How's your babies? Well, like they want to see your face. Yes people want to see your face and when you remember them that makes an impact on them yeah you have to sometimes like it's crazy but like sometimes the most simple approach to things is the most impactful and this day and age dude we're completely oversaturated with ads and i'm not getting into a shootout with hello fresh they have so much more money than me their coupons are insane they're giving out like 24 free meals they're just out of their minds. I'm not going to shoot out with them. If I tried to get into that war with them, it put me out of business. They're just blowing through money. All these guys are, but you're seeing like these guys are going out of business too. I don't think hello fresh is going to go out of business, but like, I think like in my, in my space, I have been dealing with such egregious coupon offers for like the last eight years. It's been like so aggravating to deal with the coupons. Dude, Blue Apron like blew through billions of dollars By doing. in fucking giving people free shit. Mm-hmm. Who can do that? No, I, I could understand like if you had a membership for high school students to buy like a, a reduced price for like kids who have a lower income. Obviously, in high school, mm-hmm. they can't work full time like we can. But other than that, I don't believe in. <clears throat> I learned a long time ago 
especially when I started doing this, I can't, I can't like I, I, I five years ago, I would have given everyone everything for free if I knew them. And that's where yeah. it's like, you can't go wrong. Like I, I, I spent close to 10,000 doing that, just taking that rebranding. Mm -hmm. I did a, I, my first season. I had a pink logo. I, you know, I had to book the room where I got, where the pictures were taken. I had to hire the photographer, pay the photographer, mm -hmm. buy the clothes that I wore. I did, all, I, I built a website. I spent yeah. money on the web, like 10,000. And it's like that I haven't seen, I haven't gotten that back, but I'm doing it because this is my passion. Yeah. So when I do something, I do it of quality or if I have to charge when I freelance audio editing or video editing or when I do any of that, I'm not going to discount myself because I just put out yeah. a lot of money for something that I'm passionate about and I know I'm good at. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's all different ways to, to, uh, to get across the road. But, uh, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite pieces of advice I got in 2013 was by a farmer in uh Manasquan, the dude with the turkeys. And he was like, Jamie, just always make sure two plus two equals four. And, uh, I always thought that was so interesting, you know, just always make sure two plus two equals four. And I guess like kind of what that means is like, just make sure like whatever you're doing, it makes sense. It adds up. And if you can't, and that, and that actually, that advice has, has helped me stay away from some shady individuals, but I've still gotten, uh, I've still gotten hit. But as far as like doing things for free, like sometimes you got to do things for free. Sometimes, you know, do things for free. Sometimes you don't. I do a lot of stuff for free. I still do a lot of stuff for free, but that's probably one of the things I'm going to work on in 2024 is deciding which things I do for free and which things I don't. I think like the difference is like when you're doing things to give back to community yeah. charity, that's without giving, that's fine, but not discounting yourself just yeah. because, oh, Jamie, you remember me? We went to middle school together. We used to, <laughs> <laughs> I sat behind you in fifth grade. Like, no. Yeah, dude, I ran into one of my buddies, man. And <clears throat> he was like, yo, man, like, I don't know what happened. Like, we just stopped hanging out. I'm like, dude you're my fucking boy from like seventh grade man like we're i'm 37 years old like i, I don't know what happened like i haven't seen you it's been a while but uh yeah people get it look yes <laughs> i don't i don't know i i try to like um for me and like i try really hard not to take myself too seriously um I, I try I to, that. I try to always remember like where I came from and my, my personal journey. Cause like I've grown so much in the last, like, who I started growing like 12 years ago, but like I started to really, really grow. I've been growing a lot exponentially, like my personal growth. Well, that's actually, now that you dipped into that, I can ask you my next question. Did you ever think 10 years ago? from January to now that you would get as big as you are? Because the number one, there's yeah. multiple prep meal prep companies in Jersey, mm -hmm. but the number one that everyone knows about <laughs> is Eat Clean Bro. Yeah. Um, you know what's really funny is I always did, right? Like I always believed it, but not on the internet. I, <laughs> I wanted to sell sandwiches at gas stations. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I wanted to be like the king of the rest stop. You know, like back when I was a gym rat, I would go into the gas station and I would get like two Red Bulls and a five hour energy. And I'd always look at the sandwich case and be like, oh, this is so pathetic. Someone needs to come in and just do this right. And, uh, I, you know, like the little hot dog on the wheel. Mm -hmm. So like 
in 2005, you know, I remember arguing with my dad. We were at the Freehold Mall and I was going down the stairs and there's this like just all this beautiful, right? Like this beautiful store and the gold railings, which obviously aren't real gold. But like, I remember thinking, dad, one day there, there's, um, there's not going to be a need for any of this. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, someday everybody's going to be buying their clothes on the internet. And he's like, oh, no way. Like people are always going to want to like go in and try on clothes. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't, I'm not, and I'm looking at like how expensive all this shit looks. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm thinking like if somebody could save a hundred dollars off their jeans. They're going to fucking buy it online. And I remember me, like my dad was kind of like just shooing me off. I did always see the power of the internet, but in 2005, like all the rest stops in New Jersey and sandwiches, like I, I wanted to be like, uh, I wanted to sell healthy food at gas stations. Like I didn't, I, I knew I could be big and bad and be the man, but I didn't know how. And I had no idea how the, I had no idea like food would be, you'd be able to put food in a box and send it like FedEx or UPS, mm -hmm. you know, like back in the day when I started, the big guy was the zone. Um, there was the zone diet and those dudes would like drop bags off. And it was like, um, every, essentially what made e clean bro stand out and where I pioneered the meal prep industry was I was the first healthy meal service to where you could just buy healthy prepared food, like a Chinese takeout. Mm -hmm. And that's what I brought to the world. Yeah. That was like, not everything was like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snack, dessert, five days, seven days, six months, a year. Yes. And you had to make those commitments. I remember. And I thought, fuck, like that's kind of weird. You're, who the fuck could commit to the next six months of every meal they're about to eat? I thought that was insane. and But that was how you got like the best price on, on all the meals. So all the diet companies like work that way. And um, and that's not realistic. It's not. It's because, not at all. Like not to like shout you out, but like I saw you went out over the weekend, which you're entitled to. Yeah. I follow you. Yeah, but, thank you. <laughs> um, I got shit for that too. They're like... But, they're but like like you're going to once in a while want to go out and splurge and yeah. go to a restaurant. So that's not realistic at all. No. So that, that's what I did. And that, that changed the game. And, uh, yeah, that was my contribution to, to the industry. And it, it was really cool. And I, I blew up like crazy, but, uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking the gas station. Is that funny? I think it's funny. I think so. I mean, do you have meals at the gas stations? <sighs> I, I think that should be a, a 2024 <laughs> resolution. <laughs> Honestly, man, like I've been, I've been trying to talk to these guys at like the convenience stores. They're so fucking cheap and short sighted. Um, <clears throat> I have a line. So, uh, my buddy Resnick owns like a huge distribution company and, uh, we're in some of his stores, but like the price point is just so like a convenience store, gas station, all these places, they don't give a fuck about quality or like mm. they just care about like the price point and they're they're after the nickels or the pennies. However they could shave and um I'm not I'm not really interested in working with people like that. I want to put together a quality product, which I do. So we did uh so like if you were down at Pliables this summer, we did all their sandwiches. Okay. We had these really cool homemade cold cuts, homemade condiments, sourdough bread, fresh sourdough breads, all these like really elevated sandwiches on the uh on Belmar on the beach. And it was like uh I thought it was a huge hit. And, th and those are the people I want to work with, people who like respect quality. Because mm. that's the shit I make. Yeah. 
making a cheap fucking sandwich that sucks is just like a disgrace to me. Yeah. I'd rather just fucking not do it. I get it. <laughs> like I can't. I can't. I want to be proud of what I'm making and I want to have fun making it. I want to create something great. I don't quality don't, over quantity. I don't want to help some fucking dickhead at the grocery like at the at the convenience store like yeah, now I'm buying this turkey that's pumped with shit and I'm making this sandwich that's just I'm appalled by it, you know. <laughs> I got maybe you got a taste of that passion, but yeah, the cheap sandwiches, man, not for me. But we are rolling out our own sandwich line on ecleanbro.com and it is going to be fucking awesome. Do you want to say when or not yet? Are you? There's so much like logistical bullshit now with the packaging, with the sleeve, with how it fits in the box. So like now when we create an item, it has to be like fully integrated into the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So like we're rolling out salads, we're rolling out sandwiches, we're rolling out like low carb sandwiches, low carb wraps, all this cool stuff that people are going to love. But uh, we got to just. I love a good low carb <clears throat> wrap. Honestly, like I walk past them. I'm always eating one just because it's like such a great snack mm -hmm. it's meal. Yeah, I was going to say it's a meal for me. <laughs> I eat a lot. Um, That's all right. <laughs> I love food. What am I going to do? Am I going to pretend like I don't eat? Dude, I'm 260 pounds, a Jersey man. There you go. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't like my men skinny. So come on, right? Yeah, I'm sure your wife thinks. Yeah. That's she wouldn't want you. Skinny. She wants me to gain more weight. So no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she wants. So with this being with all the wraps and stuff, this is where my question comes to to you. What is your advice to us? We're in October, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas. I told you I'm on my <clears throat> on my weight loss journey. I lost 20 pounds last year, and oh, then good for you. Thank you. And then I stuck, and I I want to lose more. Uh -huh. So I'm trying to get off the plateau. I didn't yeah. gain any more, but I haven't lost any more. That's a big one. win. Hmm? That's a big win. Do you think? Fuck yeah. But I know, but I want to lose more. It's been a year, and I've been um, on a plateau. So what can I do, or what can our listeners do, to still Thanksgiving Day? enjoy and stuff but like still lose weight till the holidays i i get it new year's i'm down for resolutions mm. but i don't want to wait till january i want to by december yeah maybe be 10 pounds less and get into that dress and you know what can yeah. we do what can because i think people are right now starting in october they stop eating healthy like well the holidays are coming yeah you can do both right you can yeah i this is what i tell people <clears throat> you got to carve out time to walk Ten thousand steps a day I don't know, whatever it is. I like to do 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night. Okay. Um, obviously, like you have to do resistance training. It's the only way your body's going to make like a transformation that looks good. Like if you want to see a physical difference in your physique, you have to do resistance training. Um, one. Don't have my trainer listen to this because he's going to text me like, I I've been telling you this every yeah. day. So like w one of the behind, like behind the scenes information I've dramatically, uh, up until recently, the last few days, I've been just drinking too much caffeine. But I've, re I had dramatically reduced my caffeine intake to optimize my sleep. Okay. When you sleep with, when you have optimized sleep, your metabolism works so much better. You really want to, and the, and the reason why I say walk after dinner is to just help with like your digestion and and um. My buddy Mike Dulce gave me the scientific explanation about like the insulin and yada yada. And like after you eat, you want to do a little physical activity to like get your body to stop producing it, whatever the case is. When I walk at night and when I drink less caffeine, I lose weight. Mm. And like you got to just move your body. 
get like do whatever it takes right stay hydrated drink the water pay close attention to your sleep okay and there are so many aspects to like weight loss like yes you have to eat better right yeah. put some more vegetables into your diet get your protein up put your friggin weight resistance on go for walks like short walk in the morning 20 30 minutes short short walk after dinner 20 to 30 minutes pay it. do not overdo it with caffeine get all your caffeine out of the way i would say stop drinking it by like 9 or 10 in the morning i know that's hard for most people but like you got to fucking stop like seriously or if you like you're used to an afternoon coffee like fucking reduce it in half like cut your fucking caffeine so you're saying I got to stop my five o'clock coffee. Yeah, it's it's really not good. It's really it it really fucks up your sleep and you even if it's homemade, because to my defense, I don't drink. I don't buy coffee. I, neither I do have, I. Yeah, yeah. I have the low one percent milk and the postelo. It's another thing, too. I noticed like when I drink the start when I was drinking the Starbucks coffee, I felt like bloated. Because it's nothing weird, but sugar. Weird. Uh, I was drinking it black, but oh. my home my home. uh I got Kayla an espresso machine and now we make our espressos at home. And, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is there's like, it's 2023. People know what they have to do to lose weight. I think some of the advice that they're not really taking into consideration is how the quality sleep that they're getting, the more quality sleep you get, right? Like look into some, uh, and, and try to stay away from like melatonin or, or fucking vit like I've heard bad things about that, but like yo, the magnesium, water soluble mm -hmm. vitamins. Make sure you're getting your magnesium. And honestly, man, go get your blood work done. See what you're deficient in. Like I had a, I had like two vitamin deficiencies that I started supplementing, and now like I don't get sick anymore. Uh, I do spend a fortune on IVs by the sea with fucking IVs and green juices with Nourish by Nature. So like I'm getting premier shit, and I only clean bro, so I'm eating fucking broccoli every day. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but sleep this, matters. This is a, an extremely loaded question, by the way, <laughs> because there's nutrition, there's there's the the exercise, there's the recovery. Well, let's like, focus on the nutrition part because I think. But they all work together. So no, like, you I, can't have the best diet in the world, and then like if you're just fucking slamming coffees and not like, there it's like a full blown like that's why like people get so crazy, right? They're like, I want to fucking cut all of my carbs. And it's like, dude, you can't slow the fuck down. You sleep like shit. You treat your body like shit. And now all of a sudden you want to just cut carbs because you're like, you hate the way you look. Mm -hmm. Slow down. You got another 40, 50 years on this earth. Slow down. Yeah. Slow the fuck down. Instead of that jug of ice cream, like, dude, I don't know, man. Try to, um, <laughs> that's a bad example because nothing's going to beat the ice cream. But like <laughs> try to just like make small changes in your life every day. Yes. That'll improve your health. Try to lessen like and I'm not saying not to drink caffeine. But like if you're having caffeine around bedtime, you're going to sleep like shit. It's common sense. You can't like. So what you're saying is if someone's having three cups. Don't just cut. Don't cut the three cups. Just have two cups. Try to have two cups. Yeah. yeah. And then go to one and find where like your minimum like for me in the morning. I have two double espressos. To some people, that's excessive. To me, it's a dramatic reduction. And th that is like the limit I could have a day doesn't affect my sleep the next day. And I wake up feeling good and my body's working the way it should. And you have them early. I do. Yeah, I have it like right uh, right before my 830 call. Okay. And then um, 
I have an 8.30 call every morning, stand-up call with my leadership team. So, but then I'm also in the sauna, I'm in the cold plunge, doing the steam showers, I'm doing all types of crazy shit for recovery, which is super... There's the tip of the iceberg, right? There's a tip of the iceberg, which is like your calories in, your calories out. That is like the tip of the iceberg. Then like you have to, you have your like resistance training, which is important. Then you have like your walking. But then like for somebody like me, who's under immense stress and responsibility, there is a lot of added things I do. Mm. Because if I'm stressed the fuck out, I am eating like a gavone. Yeah. All right. I'm stuffing pizza. I'm fucking closet eating Chinese food, slurping down wonton soup. So I am in the sauna a couple times a week because that is one of the best tools to fight stress. I'm in the cold plunge with the sauna because shit, man, that, that cold shock protein runs through your body. It's euphoric. It, it puts you in this state of, uh, of euphoria. That's just like everyone's craving. So like, to battle the stress in your mental state, you just have to listen to your body and just talk to people and learn. I've been in this game since uh, since like 2005. Mm-hmm. So like I've learned a lot of shit along the way. So f- for me to try to ha- like at this point when people ask me about weight loss, I'm like, hey, let me just set you up with my registered dietitian. If you're talking to me about stress management, hey, check this out. Like you're having like, hey, I'm craving a fucking uh, whatever. I'm, I'm craving f- uh, sweets or like it. there's, it, there's so many rabbit holes to go down with this um, loaded question. Just carve out some time for yourself to walk and eat better and make better decisions. I mean, ultimately, like everybody's different. That's the thing, dude. It's not like one size fits all. That's why it's like, it's like a hard approach. Yeah. Your needs are going to be different than my needs. But so I like, like your answer where just you don't have to like go from zero to 100. No, just no, no, no. Back. Yes. Do not do that. You will fail. So like my wife started working out. And she's a real competitive person, mm. which is great. So am I. And she's beating herself up because she missed a workout class. And I go, baby, like, you're doing great. But, like, think about it. You're going to make every class for the next two weeks. In three weeks, when you've made every class, looking back, is this one day going to even fucking matter? Yeah. Like, it's not. Like, it's better. Like, example, my fucking shoulders, I don't know what the hell is going on. They mm-hmm. hurt. I'm taking the next two days off. It's not, bro, in two months, me taking these two days off, it's not even going to matter. Exactly. Now, if I hurt my shoulder and I can't work out for two months, then that's going to matter. Yeah. So like, like just uh, the, Ameri- one day at a time. the American mentality, right? Like <clears throat> the American mentality is like pop an Adderall, clean my room. I want to <laughs> fix it immediately. Right. Yes. And, 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 and in college you put everything off to the last minute, you pop an Adderall, you get all your fucking work done and then you get back to the party mm. and that's what the kids do. And they think they can go and then they apply that to their fucking life. You can't dude. You got yeah. problems you need to address. Yeah. There's work that needs to be done. Yes. It can't just be a uh, pop an Adderall and fix it. Like, no, it's not an overnight. And you have to learn dude. Like, there's, there's so many ways to, um, to get that, like, dude, some people have severe emotional, um, issues with food and they need therapy. Yeah. I'm not the guy to help them with that. Like yep. there are people who have like horrible coping mechanisms that like they need professional help. Yeah. Um, you just have to recognize what's wrong and then do your best job to fix it. And there's all these things and tools and every million things that can help you do that. But just try to imp- daily, Oops. small incremental improvements daily add up to big shit is the ultimate 
what I'm getting at, <laughs> although I'm talking in circles. That's okay. So where do you see Eat Clean Bro in the next 10 years? I think I want to start getting like uh, um, 10 years. Um, I'm, I'm branching out to like some other things like co-manufacturing. One, one of the things that's happening is that like there's big, there's big issues with like talent in the labor force. So like I'm trying to create a co-manufacturing branch where like I help other businesses like create quality products that they could still sell. There will be always be a demand for restaurants. There's always going to be a demand for quality items, but not like every restaurant is going to be able to have the best chef. Right. Like there's going to become a shortage of like staff. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to create uh, with like my, you know, with my big kitchen and all my manpower, I'm trying to mass produce quality things that like other businesses could sell and and package up as their own and help. So like that's uh, that's like a new uh, branch that is completely unknown. Being like a public figure and everybody knowing eClean Bro is mine. It's kind of like a scary thing. So like I have one person who fucking hates my guts and wants to take me out. He's going after eClean Bro, which is my main source of income. But if I start creating other things that like no one even knows exist, mm-hmm. you could swing at eClean Bro all you want because if it goes down it doesn't matter. I'm already got multiple multi-million dollar businesses in other areas you don't even know are mine. Exactly. So like that's that's stuff I'm working on cuz I'm so front and center with eClean Bro um which you are, was you're, you're the face of I'm, I'm the face of eClean Bro. So um, yeah, it's kind of like an insurance policy. And then like, I'm, uh, what I'm going to start doing too is since I, since I figured out like the internet, um, you're hilarious by the way on the internet, if I didn't yeah, say so before. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to start like, um, other, other cons, like some people open up other restaurants. I'm going to open up other concepts on the internet. So like, that's going to be my way of opening up a new restaurant. Okay. So you got whatever, um, like my buddy Rob and Joe, they had Nona's. They opened up the Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. They got like, you know, their pizza concept. I'll, I'll do the same thing. So I got, I'm working on my concept that we're going to probably launch in June or July of uh, 2024, which I'm excited about. And then uh, as far as E-Clean Bro goes, um, I think one of my superpowers is is having really big goals having really big dreams but like staying agile and staying realistic so like is this a personal goal you're talking about now i'm talking about the company like i am i'm definitely gonna have like yearly goals and and things to plan 10 years out i don't know if uh thing is like i don't want to get my heart so set on something if it's like the wrong direction Mm -hmm. i like to know i'm in the right direction before i start going like all in and that's like kind of kept me alive. Whereas like a lot of other companies over the years have gone down because they run too fast in the wrong direction. And then that's they what can't. I noticed with a lot of business owners. They get, they get a little bit of money, they run with it. And then in five years they're burnt out and they're gone. It's really hard. Um, they say like nine out of 10 businesses go out of business in the first year. And it really comes down to, comes down to the person comes down to like what you're actually doing some businesses just make no sense yeah that's why two plus two always has to equal four yes like is what you're doing make sense right is there a real need for what you're doing and then like does two plus two equal four and then it comes down to the people that you hire and that you trust because one of the hardest things in the world is to bring in the right people Mm. and i have been so burned 
but I've learned so well. I know exactly what I'm looking for in people now. Mm. So now like I'm, I'm better at bringing in the right people. I was just talking about like organizational structure shit that like I was not good at in the past, but as far as the next 10 years go, I love what I do. I love where I'm at. I'm going to keep chipping away. I'm going to keep, uh, rolling, rolling out, um, probably roll out a, a retail store. We're doing really good with the retail stores. Probably roll those out. Tell everybody out. Where, the, where the retail stores are for those who are not from Jersey or <laughs> haven't gone yet. Yeah, we have a, so we have our store in Freehold, Point Pleasant, and um, we're in Eatontown. 607 Industrial Way is our headquarters. And uh, probably just like a prepared food concept for like a retail store for for people to, to go in and grab food. So we're working on that and uh, and that's that. But um my personal goals, like I love being a dad, you know, I love being there for my kids and the, the life work balance that I earned over the years mm-hmm. for like killing myself the last like 15 or 20 years, whatever it's been hasn't been 20 years yet, but it's really cool to be able to be with my kids every day. So I pray to God for the next 10 years, I could keep that up. And that's all that really matters to me is just being a good, uh, good dad and a good husband. Well, I fucking made it. Like, I, Tell everybody you know? your Instagram handles and where they can find you so they can see how well you made it. Oh, yeah. It's Jamie at not, uh, Jamie Giovanazzo. Good luck spelling that one, guys. Find me at eclean.bro. E at eclean.bro. And uh, on right? Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Show me love. Call me fat. I don't care. It'd be funny. I did lose a lot of motivation. I do have to get back on the grind because it's pathetic. I, the well, second you that motivated me, that air got cold. That air got cold, and I'm yeah. like, oh fuck, cheese me up, dude. Give me the, <laughs> che- give me cheese, give me lo mein. Ah, oh, right. Stop. What's your go-to cheat meal? Ah, oh, I don't know. It depends. I love everything. That's the problem. But the reason I gained so much weight was that I don't eat a lot of uh, amounts. It's just that. When I would snack, I'd always snack junk instead of getting an apple or something. Uh, so I'm learning to like now get an apple and peanut butter instead of a bag of chips. Y- but my go-to, I think, is like I'm obsessed with pepperoni pizza. Oh, pepperoni? Or All right. fried chicken. Fri- yeah, where do you get fried chicken around here? Oh, my God. Chicken Kitchen and Shrewsbury. They're the best. Really? I promise. Tell Shit. them Abby sent you. They know who Damn. Me. Where is that? I've been going there since I was since 96. Oh, Wow. They know me. I've been there since I Wait, Chicken Kitchen? Yes. Fried chicken. Yes. I I'm a obviously I, I We were talking about Manja. Chicken. You know where Manja yeah. is, right? So there's like across there there's another plaza across the that that highway or that street where um Marshalls is, Planet wow. Fitness. Wow. There's a uh, there's a What kind of orange. sides? What kind of what? They have sides, mashed yeah, potatoes, what like mashed, corn nuggets. Have you ever had corn nuggets? They probably sound, they sound pretty fucking good. I don't Oh my I, God. They're not, they're obviously not like, fried, don't put them on the menu. Like, yeah, yeah. What else? But, um, fried chicken, they have. Well, like what, like you're going to chicken kitchen. How are you fucking that up? Like what, what, what's your plate look like? I, I just get either the dinner, the four piece dinner or something like the other day I got, uh, cause I'm trying to be good. Friday yeah. was my cheat night. I yeah, got yeah. three legs and the thing of just 10 piece. You didn't just nuggets. get the thighs. You like the legs? I like the legs. Cause they're smaller quantities. Yeah. I used to be obsessed with La Rosa. La Rosa and Surf Taco were my two biggest influences for E Clean Bro as a kid. La Rosa's amazing. Oh, dude. You know what? They're like franchising out and like, God bless the guy. Enzo is one of the coolest motherfuckers ever. He's been a real um, 
but man, that like when I I guess like he's trying to retire, but dude, honestly, La Rosa in their prime, there was nobody who could beat them. I mean, they were fucking better than like any steakhouse you went to. Like they were just mm-hmm. they were they were completely unbeatable, and now like they're beatable. But maybe they're maybe only because like my knowledge has, has gotten so in, extremely intense. Yeah, I know they're like they're expanding like crazy. They're opening up a lot of stores, and and that's why I'm so neurotic about like my one facility because when you're really trying to operate food at the highest level, you just have to have that level of supervision to make sure that the that all the uh, the boxes are being checked. But dude, there was like a solid run, and I'm talking like. 10 15 years like from what i remember but like dude their cream spin i mean all their shit at la rosa was so damn good their chicken salad i mean they stopped making the chicken salad i'm about to be like bro just give me the fucking recipe i'll pay you <laughs> like i will fucking pay you for that recipe you know so i can make it again but um that was that would be like that would be like where i would uh i would get some fried chicken but chicken kitchen man yeah i might fucking go there now I yeah mean, i was gonna yeah let's go i've already ruined my week <laughs> like i might as well just well, let this, let's wrap this up and we can get, get some. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you so much. Yeah. We're taking a break for now. Season three was amazing. And yeah. we'll be back in season four, probably in the new year. Jamie, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy that you I, yeah. that I ended this season with you. You were thank amazing. You. Yeah, thank you and so much. And yeah, follow Eat Clean Bro. What are you guys doing? Eat Clean yeah. Bro. Yeah, eat clean. <laughs>